Welcome to the Art of Successful Living. My name is Joanne Williams. This podcast is all about learning how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining in today as we continue the Holy Spirit, His fruit, His guidance, His power, part three. If you have not listened to the first two episodes of this series, I encourage you to go back and take a listen as this will help you to understand what will be discussed today. Now, here's a quick review. Last time I talked about the gift of speaking in tongues, the gift of speaking in tongues. I mentioned that not all believers have the gift of speaking in tongues as mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. I'm going to cut in at verse 10 from the New King James Version. And it reads, To another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues to another, the interpretation of tongues. So it keeps saying to another, to another. It didn't say everybody, you know, it said to another. Also, I mentioned that there are different kinds of tongues. Those uneducated Galileans were speaking in a foreign language they never learned on the day of Pentecost. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verses 23 through 28, he's talking about a public church ministry. He's talking about church meetings when we come together. If the person is teaching or preaching, it's better to speak in a language everyone can understand. But if they speak in an unknown tongue, it must be interpreted. If someone has a word from the Lord and tongues is used, let there be, Paul says, two or at the most three and let one or let somebody interpret. Speaking in tongues is a sign not the sign. So go back and check out 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 22. It's a sign, not the sign. Now, okay, having said all that, let's look at another type of tongues. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, which tells us there are different types of tongues tongues. Now, today I'm going to be talking about praying in tongues, praying in tongues. The primary purpose of praying in tongues is to enhance your prayer life. First Corinthians chapter 13 verse one says, though I speak with the tongues of of men and of angels. And then he goes on to say, but have not love. I have become sounding brass or 
a clanging cymbal. That's the New King James Version. But the part I just wanted to focus in on was the part where he says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. The language in which the believer is speaking can be in the dialect of men or of angels. It can be an angelic dialect. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, that praying in tongues, that when we pray in tongues, we're speaking mysteries. He also tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14, that our mind is unfruitful. Our mind doesn't even understand. It doesn't know what we're saying. We don't know what we're saying. This chapter tells us that we are speaking to God. God knows what we're saying. Speaking to God is prayer. So let me say that again. It's telling us that when we pray in these tongues, that we are speaking to God. Speaking to God is prayer. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. All right. Now, let's turn in our Bibles to Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 27. And it reads, likewise, and I'm, I'm going to be um, using the King James Version. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groaning, which cannot be uttered. Verse 27, and he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So what I want you to do is underline infirmities. Now, another word that we can use for infirmities would be weaknesses. So every believer, Paul is saying every believer has a weakness on infirmity. That's the first thing I want you to notice. The second thing is, is after you see the word infirmities, you see a colon. A colon precedes an explanation. The colon answers with what that weakness is. What's the weakness? The weakness is we know not what to pray for. Especially in prayer, we discover that the spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. What better prayer partner could you ask for than the Holy Spirit himself? You can't get better than that. Come on now. When you know, um, when you don't know what to pray for or, or how to pray or, uh, you know, then that's a good time to pray in tongues. Here's why. Underline the word as we ought. We can, and another way to say as we ought is, uh, we could say 
as is necessary. So underline as we ought, and then we can say uh, as is necessary. So you go back and write that uh, in your Bible and then read the whole thing. Okay. So uh, when we pray, there's a certain criteria that must be met or is necessary according to the Apostle James for prayer to be answered. In James chapter four, verses two and three, James tells us, the Apostle James tells us the first criteria is you must ask. The second criteria is you must ask according to God's will. So when we're praying, when we pray, we need to, we come to God, we ask, and then we have to ask according to God's will. Now, first John chapter five, verses 14 through 15 says, if we ask according to God's will, he or God hears us and gives us the position petitions that we desire the petitions y'all got that okay that we desire as is necessary but we don't know what God's will is all the time I don't know what school I want to go to or supposing somebody calls you to the hospital and they ask you to pray for grandma grandma's old her body is worn out she's cold all the time she's suffering she's sick you don't know whether you should pray for her to go home to be with the Lord or for God to heal her but the good news is when we don't know what to pray God makes intercession for us that's good news so now let's look at Romans 8, 26 again. Underline intercession. Underline the word intercession. This word here means to hit the mark on behalf of another. Now, there's another word out there called harmatia, which means you miss the mark or, you, you know, you sin. But this word is telling us that the Holy Spirit hits the mark. On behalf of another, God's perfect will. The spirit won't miss the mark. The spirit knows the perfect will of God. The spirit will get it right. And also, I want you to notice the spirit is not groaning. We are. Okay. We're the ones uh, groaning making sounds, uh, speaking in another language, um, you know. We are groaning with groanings which cannot be uttered. Sometimes you can't even talk. It's just so, you know, you just sit there before God in silence, you know. Uh, sometimes we groan. Sometimes, you know, I can remember as a child, my grandfather would be up at 5 a.m. in the morning, and you could hear that prayer coming up through the walls you know and uh he would be speaking in an unknown language paul is saying according to the original greek the holy spirit makes intercession for our groanings okay we are the ones who are groaning it may be in the dialect of angels but 
he understands it. God understands it. He makes intercession for us through the praying in tongues. Your heart's desire is to do God's will in the decisions and the circumstances and the trials you face. But sometimes we can get confused and troubled and our problems seem to just be insurmountable, look like it's getting worse, not better. And so um, not knowing how to pray, you 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 groan or pray in tongues because you don't know, you know, God, what do I do in this situation? It's like the groaning of a mother in the labor of childbirth. She's in agony because of pain, but it's agony with a purpose. The more you groan or speak in tongues, it's like um like this uh your your prayers in the spirit, uh you are praying in accordance with God's word and his will. You're coming closer to God. The closer you are to seeing his answers and his blessings in your circumstances. Hope that makes sense. We can trust that the spirit knows what he's doing because the next verse tells us the spirit intercedes for the he he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And the, and the next verse telling tells us all things work together for good for those that love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. So um, when we speak in an unknown tongue, Paul is talking about our prayer language or prayer tongue. We speak to God, not to men. These tongues speak mysteries. The Bible says if we pray in an unknown tongue, our spirit prays, but our understanding is unfruitful. All believers have an infirmity. And that is and that infirmity is sometimes we don't know what to pray or how to pray. So that's a good time to pray in tongues. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit knows this language, that the Holy Spirit understands it and that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us and with us. So that's the purpose of praying in tongues. All right, I said a mouthful. I hope you have a chance to go back and pull out all those scriptures and read through it. And I pray that God gives you the revelation, the wisdom, the insight, the understanding, and that um, you're blessed by this. Anyway, come back next week as we continue the Holy Spirit, his fruit, his guidance, his power. If you have enjoyed this episode, give me a thumbs up. Also, click that notification button so you can be notified when the next podcast comes out. Until next time, be blessed.